The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get, and we are healing the planet one person at a time, right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hi there, this is Lisa Campion, and this is the Miracle of Healing. Today, we're going to talk about stuff nobody taught you. And what do we really need to do with the stuff that nobody taught us? What have we not learned that we need to learn? And thankfully, we have Summer Mixtravic with us today. And she is uh, has developed this beautiful emotional energetic practice called flow dreaming, which helps us program our future as we grow into our inner power. And her newest book is called Stuff Nobody Taught You. Um, and it's just chock full of wisdom and how to help us actually um, actualize our power so we can kind of live in a place of power, actually steps on how to do that. I thought it was great. So thanks for being uh, with us today, Summer. Thank you, Lisa. I'm happy, happy to be here. So let's talk a little bit about about who you are and how you came to be in this place where you've created um, the work that you're doing now. <laughs> the empire. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> gosh, yes. My journey started well, pretty much when I was born. I was sort of born into a family of intuitives and healers, honestly. Uh, cool. My grandmother was practicing Touch for Health, the Healing Touch, uh, way back right. in the- wow. 30, 40s? I don't know. When when was it invented? Wow. A long, long time ago. Um, astrology, so cool. mediumship, and so forth. So I come from a multi-generation of this. I eventually found my way to work for a large publishing company in the mind-body-spirit uh, world. Mm. And that is where my first book came out, Flow Dreaming. It was a practice that I just did for myself. I'd some, sometimes enroll my mom to do it with me to kind of double the power. You know, we'd call each other on the phone. It was like having a diet buddy, like, all right, are you ready for it today? We're going to do our manifesting. <laughs> Eventually, um, this spilled over into my workplace and we all began doing it in the warehouse at work, uh, manifesting, you know, during lunch breaks and so forth. And oh my gosh, every time somebody bought a lottery ticket for the whole pool, it was like, all right, everybody out in the warehouse right now. <laughs> Sadly, nobody won the, the actual lottery from the process there, but I have had lottery winners from the process. Cool. So anyway, Flow Dreaming evolved and um, kind of spawned this whole ecosystem leading to today where the latest book has just come out, Stuff Nobody Taught You. And it's really a technique for principally two things, healing and manifesting. Um, also 
excavating and discovering your personal power. I'm going to slip that one wow. in there too. So I that's love that. the very nutshell backstory about this whole process. So let's dive into that a little bit because it's it's just so juicy um, and so intriguing. So flow dreaming, what is that? It sounds like a process of maybe connecting with our intuitive self, our higher self. What's it all about? Yeah. Well, back again, 20 years ago, <laughs> I was working full time. I had two little kids, just had my first baby actually, and then eventually two two small ones. And, you know, at the time when people said to manifest, it was all about holding your intention, holding your space, doing your affirmations. And I always felt like, I don't have time for this, guys. Do you understand what my day is like? You know, I wake up and, you know, immediately I'm going to work and I'm immediately figuring out where what's happening with the kids and are they sick today? And I'm like, I come home, I'm exhausted. I don't have time to hold my space all day long. There must be something I can do. Like just... Isn't there a practice like yoga or something? I can do my 15-minute set and I'm done. <laughs> so flow dreaming evolved kind of in response to that really deep desire. I need an actual practice that I can do. It's comprised of three different pillars, as I call them. One is flow. And flow is something people are starting to talk a lot more about today, but wasn't as mm -hmm. common back then. Um, based on right. the psychological work of Dr. Mihai, uh, Chicha Mihai, he is the father of positive psychology, but it's that flow state that we all recognize that we slip into, kind of like when yeah. things are going absolutely perfect for ourselves and in our lives. So you're going to get into that state. When you're in that state, you're going to use your emotion. So I realized that just talking myself through what I want and what I'm fixing or healing or, or releasing inside of me, your mental self only goes so far. Everything that's really encoded in us though, like if you think about a memory right now, like a big memory, like something pops up. Okay, that it's, one. You got a face, maybe. You got a rough timeline, but what you have is this. It's all encoded mm -hmm. right here. Right. So emotion is, is, is in my world, uh, dominant for everything. Dominant for healing, dominant for emotion, dominant for co-creating. So you bring mm -hmm. this emotion in and that becomes the tool that you uh, communicate with when you're in this flow state. And I always say emotions are like crayons. They come in a thousand different colors and each color does a different thing. So you get really expert at which emotions you want to pick. I mean, it goes beyond gratitude. Gratitude's a winner. Don't get me wrong. That's like a bright pink purple color, I think. <laughs> Crayon. But, um, and then the third <laughs> pillar, of course, is um, guided daydreaming. And that for me is how we actually get into this space. So it's a little different than meditation or hypnosis. But you put those three together cool. and whammo, you've got yourself flow dreaming and you're actually doing a practice now of co-creating or healing. So it could be used for healing um, past things or um, co-creating your future. Yes. Um, is that... Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. And I love that. So I love that so much. And I learned something kind of like it when I was quite young and my parents, my hippie parents took me to um, Silva Mind Control back in the day. Remember that? Oh, yes. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have something that sounds a little bit like, but maybe I think what they're doing is more mental and yours feels like it has this like really deep emotional. Yeah. Like the emotions kind of from our, our that arise sort of charge the yeah. creation that we're creating, right? Yeah, that is a really good uh, comparison. I've had a lot of old schoolers say, it sounds like something <laughs> I did back in 1986. I'm like, yeah, kind of, except there's one main difference. I think of Silva as sort of the masculine form. Uh, flow dreaming yeah. is more like the divine feminine form. 
Yeah, um, I totally get that. Of power and ownership because your mind, the only thing your mind is really doing in this process is giving you some images. I always say the only reason we do the guided daydreaming is to say, hey, mind, go see a winding path. Hey, mind, go see a beautiful pool of light. Hey, mind. And your mind is very happy. It's, I always call it my happy dog. I'm throwing a, I'm throwing a stick for it. I'm going, <laughs> you do this while I do that. So the mind's right. like, yeah, I'm going to see all those images. I'm involved. I'm so excited. Meanwhile, I'm doing the real work, which is the softer mm-hmm. work, which is the, the um, emotional, energetic work, essentially. Yeah, I love that. I I do think that's that's totally accurate with the masculine feminine, you know, like yeah. um, like Silva's very men- it's like mental, like the mental construct you're creating a mental construct. Yeah. But this emotional construct seems really great. Now, do it together. Oh, that would be a power couple. <laughs> so, right? I love that. <laughs> yeah. And so you have this uh flow dreaming and you have a book um, called yeah. Flow Dreaming. That, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if people want to learn how to do that, they can check out your book. Yeah. And then you you brought these this practice together into into Me School, mm-hmm. which is sounds great. So tell us about Me School. All right, the big journey here. So uh, once I started on this, I was a reluctant pilgrim because I told you before I come from a long line of intuitives and healers. And I just wanted to run away and never do that kind of weird stuff my parents did. <laughs> sort of like if you have hippie parents, you want to grow up to be what, I have uh, parents. Michael J. Fox. Remember what was that show back in the eighties? <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, I I'm, do. I'm full on conservative. I am not going to, no, I'm, I'm actually not full on conservative by any stretch, but <laughs> my intention was I'm going to have a normal career, a normal life in publishing the winds of fate. You know, my higher ups did not have that intention for me. So what happened over time is flow dreaming got more and more popular, much to my surprise, um, eventually I began doing it full time and mm. I started teaching people and it started with a series of recordings. I'd say, all right, look, I'll give you recordings on how to do this. I gave it away for free, put it up on web, my website back in like 2005. After a while, people are like, great, but can you guide me through some of these flow dreams? And I say, okay, so I'll create some flow dreams around specific topics. So I created a series of specific topics. I ended up with over 200 <laughs> specific Topics. Wow. Yes. Yes. Everything from um, I want to be completely emotionally, energetically aligned with divine timing. I want to be swept mm-hmm. in the guidance that there is in the right place at the right time all the time. Like that could be a very specific intention. It's You can see it's mm. a very big one because it means everything in your life is going to be impacted. It can be right. very small. I'm harmonizing and aligning all the cells in my body reminding them of where they were before I experienced this disturbance or this illness. I'm reminding my body mm-hmm. of what it was, who it was, what its innate inner knowledge is, and I'm feeling that come out. I'm feeling that grow through me. Another very specific cool. one around healing. After a while, I realized that I was giving people this incredibly effective tool. Like it's an, I call it an energy technique more than anything, right? It's like a, it's like tapping or Reiki or something you do. Right. But people were only taking it so far. They were like, well, I'm just going to solve today's problem. I'm just going to solve this money issue I'm having right now. And it was like giving a Stradivarius violin to a bunch of toddlers. (laughs) I'm like, you guys think bigger. Like you can do anything. You can become anything. You know, you guys are all pilgrims in this game of life. You want to evolve your consciousness. You want to become all that you can become in your short while here, right? Think bigger. So 
me school kind of evolved in response to that. And I realized it's not just teaching people what to do to get there, but what has to open and change and kind of release inside yourself to really go to that next level. So me school evolved mm-hmm. out of that. It's just a, um, a 12 unit program. I teach it once a year. In fact, I'm teaching it uh, this September and it, it takes people through this sort of choreography of their entire life, where you're starting. We look at all the different areas. We choose something outside of us that we want to change and something inside of us. Manifest, right. change, heal, whatever it is. And I say, you're going to learn a whole bunch of stuff, starting with flow dreaming, but then we're going to apply it into these areas of your life and yourself until they budge, right? Until they shift, until they break through. And that's what we do it's for beautiful. the full 12 weeks. And at the end, ah, people are just, I mean, sometimes your manifesting is stuck because there's something still kind of stuck and broken inside of you. Right. And I always, there's something actually from my book, a chapter and from me school, actually, it's called, um, your heart is meant to break. And oftentimes people are like, I don't want to do that one. That sounds like a really crummy <laughs> unit. Do I have to? <laughs> and yet, and yet we all have broken hearts, right? Yeah. But I point out, no, I mean this in the most beautiful possible way. And I say, look, you're, you're, Imagine imagine Disneyland or Disney World, right? It's a beautiful place. People go there. They're so happy. They are trashing the place. They the end of the day there is like there's gum on the sidewalks, there's sticky hands all over the ride rails. There's there's paper bags from lunch floating around. I said the place needs to be cleaned up, right? It was well used. And now it's kind of broken. Now it's kind of messy. What happens? They come in and they clean it all overnight, and in the morning got this fresh, new, pristine theme park. Like imagine if your heart's like that, you're living a really good life. Every it's getting debris. In fact, if it's not getting debris, you're not, you're not living hard enough. You're not living hard (laughs) enough. I'm like, so you have to start trusting this heart of yours, right? It will Mm. know how to fix itself. It wants to fix itself. It doesn't want to stay locked and protective and shielded. And everyone says, you know, got to protect your heart. Like not so much. Your heart actually knows how to do this. And biologically, our hearts know how to do this too, right? It takes in the oxygen from our lungs, which are the nutrients. It takes it, floods it through us, and then it actually pulls the debris away. Like all of your your lymphatic system, it comes in through the heart, through the liver, and it dumps out. Your heart is cleansing as much as it's distributing. And I'm like, Mm. your emotional heart, your soul heart, your energy self is doing the same darn thing. Let it do it. I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but I, I love that tangent. That is a beautiful tangent. It's really important for healers <laughs> for us to realize we yeah. don't have to be nearly as protective and we're afraid of heartbreak because we're afraid of feeling bad emotion. But, you know, if you spend your life avoiding emotion, you're kind of clamping down. It means you're also not going toward certain emotions either. Emotions like right. love and intimacy and vulnerability. Joy. joy, trust, the whole thing. So you have to like go into this state of real trust. And I guess for me, this is what like the core of healing comes down to. People say, I've got Mm -hmm. mindset limitations. I'm like, I know, let's, let's work on your heart right now. It's probably not your mindset. It's probably something right in here. There's something fearful. There's something not trusting. Let's go love it up. Let's go let it heal and dump out for a little bit. Okay. Then see what we're left Mm. with. And that's so beautiful. Away we go. That's so great. That's awesome. I um, want to talk about your newest book, but let's take a real quick break.
Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back with Summer McStravick, who's talking about her book, Stuff Nobody Taught You, Me School, and all of her other amazing stuff, including Flow Dreaming. But I'd love to dive into this new book you have, Summer, Stuff Nobody Taught You. So tell us about that. Yeah. Um, what did you do during the pandemic? <laughs> the early March 2020. What happened? What was oh that year? Oh, my God. I... I I was I was actually writing a book myself, so I was kind of like, um, in the middle of 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 that. But I think like everybody else, I was rethinking everything. I got a I got a puppy, <laughs> um, I got a pandemic puppy, <laughs> and um, and I I was just yeah trying to figure it out. It felt like the world was ending, and and we yeah. needed to kind of reset everything and just figure out what was so important and start from there. That's what I was doing. Yeah, I got a pandemic puppy too, by the way. Don't regret it at all, even though he's 100 pounds now. <laughs> I think the moment when I first saw the videos of the Venice Canal and it was so clear and blue and there were fish swimming in it and like right? dolphins or something. And, and I know. China had its first string of like absolutely smog free days. And I thought, oh my God, the world could actually be like this. This is, this is something big has happened here. We've never been through something like this. I took that year myself and I thought about all the work I had been doing and realized that a lot of us had been running like little hamsters on a wheel for years, not even realizing mm -hmm. it, hustling, right. growing, doing our careers, raising our kids, hustling and hustling and hamster wheeling. When I had those big chunks of time, kind of like you, I realized, you know, we're going through this reinvention and it's not one that any of us chose. Like nobody picked this one. Like I'm going to sit back and reinvent myself right now. It was thrust on us. Um, literally, we were all told to be at home, which meant go be inside your head. Go be inside your mind. Go and be inside your life. In fact, the four walls of your life for an indefinite amount of time. You can see how this would send people into a mild panic. <laughs> like, Absolutely. What? It was so drippy. I've got to be inside me. And I thought, this is a reinvention. I have been through this before. 
Um, but all my previous reinventions were often thrust on me, um, felt like, or I had inadvertently fallen into them, chosen them. Things like, um, you know, being fired, uh, things like, um, you know, having a business that I, I lost in my 20s. Even when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed with breast cancer um, when I was 43. That was also mm. a huge reinvention. I thought, here we wow. go again. But you know what? This time, I'm not just going to be like, ah, flying in the face of it. I want to work with this. I want this to become what I want it to become. I want to become someone different through this with intention, with clarity. I'm going to choose how I go through this experience, in other words. With that intention, I took all the teachings in me school, which until then, I had just been giving to my class verbally through live classes and worksheets and so forth. And I said, I'm going to write down everything. This is like a, you know, like an old person who says, this is the lifetime of my knowledge and I'm going to write it down <laughs> finally for posterity. I said, I'm going to do that. So I wrote it down in a series of 40 chapters. It was actually like 48 chapters, but my editor's like, oh, honey, you got to take a thousand, no, 10,000 words out of this. <laughs> so I did. Um, but I came down with a very distilled version of me school. And the mm. premise of the book is one, you learn how to flow dream, right? You learn many other techniques that I use when I'm helping people sort of shift through this reinvention. But the idea of it is you want to become someone and you want to have some say and a sense of inner power over the becoming. You want to say, I'm in a transition or change into my next level. What, who's it going to be? What am I going to, what, what am I going to hit on the way there? And I always tell people, everything you want is probably right on the other side of some kind of wall, some kind of stuck place, some sort of hurt thing you don't want to push on. So usually all the stuff you want is lingering on the other side. And Think of it like literally a roadblock, a wall. At some point, you're going to walk up to that wall and you're going to say, okay, you got me. Now what do I do with you? And I try to show people that what you do with it can be beautiful, right? We don't have to, again, fear. Like, I don't want to touch that. It's traumatic. It's this, that. It's like, it doesn't have to be that way. It's all on how you're choosing to encounter it. And that for me was like a real lesson I took from cancer, frankly. You know, how do I want to go through this experience? How do I get to it's go like through these this big experience? initiation experiences, right? Those are the initiate the initiations, and we never choose them, hardly ever. Like they just happen to us. But I think it's so wise to kind of lean into them, like you're saying, and let them work you. And even better, let that happen with a lot of intention. You know, uh, kind of allow the opening, like they open us in some way to something new. So that's so cool. So give, give us a few examples of what else is in there and maybe some of the, the takeaways from the book. Well, um, how about this one? There's a, a process I call restocking your pantry. What I found is a lot of us are really uh, depleted right now. And we're mm -hmm. mad at ourselves. Like we, sh we should feel like I've, I've recovered. And by the way, this isn't just some middle-aged, you know, 50-year-old lady thing. This is anybody. Yeah. You know, we all hit these areas over and over, right? Or maybe you've pushed really hard. You've grown really big. You've done something, you know, stellar. You, it can, you can feel depleted from success as easily as yeah. you can feel depleted from, you know, pain and hardship. Oh, right? yeah. Absolutely. So you have all these people and they're like, how come I have no desire? How come I have no drive? How come I have how come I don't even know what I want? And I say, well, mm -hmm. you can't bake a cake with no ingredients. I say, so stop focusing on how come you can't feel the way you want to feel yet. Stop feeling, you know, focusing on that. We need to go out 
and we need to start putting stuff in your pantry. I want you to think up a list of a bunch of weird things, like just stuff that maybe you've always wanted to try, stuff that you haven't done since you were 12 years old, um, places that you've never been to before, uh, clothes you've never worn before, a hair color, a hairstyle. Say, you may or may not enjoy any of these things, but the fact is, the stuff that you've got in your life now, currently, like, like, let's face it, if it were enough, it'd be enough. You'd be feeling great, hot on top of things. It's not. So you've got to go out and start collecting ingredients. So go get some cinnamon, go get some chili, go get some saltine crackers, throw them all in the pantry. You don't know what combination of things is going to strike you someday when you open that door and go, oh my gosh, I can actually bake this cake now. I've got all the pieces here. So I do this kind of thing when, um, whenever I'm feeling particularly depleted, tired, uninspired. I took myself to an alien UFO conference about a month ago. Never done cool. anything like that in my life. <laughs> I was like, wow. But I, and I just, just went there to absorb and learn things. And, and I said, that really gave my pantry a lot to think about and work with. But I'll do other things too. Like, you know, I'll, I'll plant something new and weird in my garden, like radish seeds. You know, maybe it'll inspire me to, I don't know, go join a gardening club or something like that. I, I'm not sure what the combination is. So I, mm-hmm. I tell everybody, make a list of like 15 things and do them. Like do them. And oh, these aren't, cool. a lot of these things are things you haven't tried before. You don't have to know in advance if you're going to like it or not. That's really important. Yeah. Because I, I want you that. to get stretchy. <laughs> That's how I right. call it. We have to kind of come out of our comfort zone and try new things. Mm-hmm. and. And I think as we grow, like, I don't know, for me, it's, and for a lot of people that I've been talking to you, the world is changing so quickly. We're changing so quickly. Yeah. We're leveling up. We're hitting new levels of consciousness, sort of like it or not. It's happening, yeah. right? And like, for me, it's like, I almost don't know who I am. It's like the the change is happening so fast and so furious uh, that I um, I, I feel like, well, what applied to me six months ago does isn't relevant anymore. Like, I probably need all new ingredients for me, even I did six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> right? Probably. probably. Yeah, yeah, probably and possibly. <laughs> so that's why I say it's a continuous process. I'm always just yeah. talking my pantry. I'm always letting my heart break and heal, right? Like healing yeah. is for me, not something you do just one time. And I know we all have that beautiful fantasy that I could just heal from this. I'll be healed. I'll be healed. And I'm like, one layer of you is going to be healed, but it's guess kind, what? It's kind of like cleaning your house or going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> like it just doesn't happen once, right? Uh-huh. I want you healing a little every single day. I want you healing all yeah. the time. I want that healing muscle in you to be like really beefy and beautiful and, you know, able to do that. Anyway, the one other thing that I do, you know, that's also from the book, I've, I've kind of told you what flow dreaming is, but... For me, the actual practice, like after, you know, we finished talking together, I haven't done my practice yet today. I have mm. a list of things that I want in my life, ways I want to feel principally, and I will be closing my eyes and I will be drifting into my flow and I will be summoning up these gorgeous and beautiful emotions. And sometimes I call it emotional reconditioning for people who aren't woo-woo because like all the therapists like that term, but it means when you're creating an emotion over and over again, it's sort of like meditation, right? New pathways form, yeah. new neural networks form. You're creating right. new emotional pathways that get stronger and bigger. So that also goes into healing. If you want to heal, it's mm-hmm. not just about correcting the thing that's broken. It's about creating new things that kind of grow and take over the garden. 
So I will be planting in feelings of today. It's probably going to be gratitude. It's probably going to be um, a sense of everything I need is being given and happening for me right now. I'm also going to be focusing on, I have a retreat coming up for my students. I'm going to be focusing on how ease-filled this is going to be, how easy the trip will be, just everything about it. Just I'm going to program these feelings in because I have this very firm belief that my future is always reflecting me. As I change yep. my emotional energetic state, the outside has to catch up and reflect me. So I'm going to do Absolutely. the inner work and make sure that I'm giving it really clear instructions, right? A blueprint, nice. if you will. So that's right. the other big that. thing that I do. And that's in the book too. So good. So Summer, if people wanted to get in touch with you, check out Me School, find your books, how would they do that? I am all over the internet, folks. <laughs> Just You can Google my name, Google Flow Dreaming. It's with an F, F-L-O-W. Um, but yeah, you can find my books on Amazon. Uh, I encourage people to go check out. I have a podcast as well. Uh, it's called Flow Dreaming. Mm-hmm. still kind of woo-woo. It's uh, in its 19th yep. season, actually. Um, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 19 years yeah, old. Yeah, good for you. So that's a really great resource if they just go check out the podcast. And then, you know, if they're interested in more, you know, just find me online. I have a lot of free stuff. I have a cool new YouTube uh, playlist right now that I teach people how to do the process again for free. If they want to check that out, just flow dreaming, you should find it. I'm definitely going to check it out. (laughs) Yeah, Great. Wonderful. I can't wait to try it. Thank you so much, Summer, for being with us today and bringing, bringing your heart and your joy and all your skills and techniques and your wisdom. It's just been so lovely to, to speak with you. Thank you, Lisa. Great conversation as well. It was wonderful Mm -hmm. um, spending the time with you and your audience. Well, thanks. Yeah. And thanks all of you guys who are listening. I know you're just going to reach right over and hit that subscribe button right now. So you don't miss a word of the amazing conversations we have here. If you want to find me, you can check me out at my website, lisacampion.com. I hope you stop by and visit. I have a lot of resources for psychics, healers, sensitives, empaths. I got you if that's where you're at and you're wanting to learn more about that. And thank you so much for joining us today where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.